Lunch Money Lambert, Jeff Malott. Welcome to the Kaizast Nation. What's up, everybody? Welcome to KBN Live. Ryan, I almost said happy Monday. Happy Monday. Happy Feels like Monday. Monday. Happy Tuesday, everyone. Thanks for jumping on our odd night here. We wanted everybody to have Monday off because we knew you would make time to be here if we did it on Monday, but it's Labor Day. You're supposed to hang out, eat too much, hang out with the family. So that's Eat hot dogs. A lot of yeah. hot dogs. Did you have a good three-day weekend, Ryan? Buddy, we we did. Me and, and Baby Dill and uh, Jordan Marshall – I uh, took the show on the road down to Marietta and spent a few days at a country music festival. And I am exhausted from trying to keep up with those kids. Ran me all over the place with one I leg. Bet. How is the leg? It's Make good, it man. I'm I'm able to walk on it now. So I should be back in a regular shoe uh, after I go to PT tomorrow. I actually missed my ortho follow-up this morning. I forgot my follow-up appointment was this morning. So I'd probably legally be out of the boot today, but we'll do it till tomorrow. Well, you know, this college football weekend kickoff, all of our teams did okay. I've got three teams now. You know, I've got the, the Razorbacks, the Buckeyes, and the Vols. Go Vols. Yeah. All three did well. Buckeyes kind of limped, but they got the win, so. Football weekend it was a pretty good weather weekend, just good weekend all the way around. So no, it wasn't bad stuff. at all. Good stuff. No fishing involved. Yeah, no fishing involved. No <laughs> fishing involved for me. No. Um, we do have some topics to get to before we get our guests in here. If you guys saw on the cover, we're doing something a little different tonight. Ryan's been wanting to do this for a minute. Um, tell us about me. our guests. Tell us about our guests we're having on, Ryan. Uh, so, you know, we see a lot of content that comes out of out of these big tournaments, and that's always, you know, a big topic of discussion uh, as far as the stuff that Bassmaster puts out regularly. And then obviously, you know, Hobie does a great job with media coverage as well. So we grabbed two of the guys from behind the cameras, uh, Mr. Shane Durantz and Mark Cisneros, uh, to just have them on, talk about what they do, how they got started in it. And then, you know, give some pointers, some tips and tricks on how to not look like a goofball when the camera boat yeah. pulls up. Yeah, what not to do when the camera boat pulls yeah, up. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I want, I want to know if they'll come clean on some funny stories of what people have done. Have they gone like full Ricky Bobby and hands in the armpits or what, you know, what have they done out there? So, <laughs> Let's hope so. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. It'll be fun. Steve Fields is in the comments. He's He's seen some stuff as well, so I'm sure he'll have some stuff to say in the comments there. Uh, as well uh, before we get into any of that we got a few things we want to get to but of course first we want to shout out the sponsors whole show is presented by dugout bait and tackle i got a couple of graphics here somewhere right yeah dugout's running some sales if you need a new need a new boat swing on down there jackson's and hobie's yeah. uh, running on sale trying to clear these out yeah, and if you look there in the fine print on this jackson sale with the purchase of a jackson this weekend receive a free bending branches paddle Angler class paddle and an astral live vest. So, uh, a life vest, two almost 300 bucks value there. There you go. And then, like you just said, they're having the farewell to summer Hobie sale. This was supposed to be a Labor Day deal, but they're going to extend it out a little bit, try to get rid of some. Yeah. Points. So, there you go. And of course, on top of that, they've got a full lineup of old towns. They've got all, literally, all the fishing gear you could ever need or want. Down there. Uh, Randy, yeah. as far as the things you can order on the dugout website, yes, that delivers nationwide. Uh, kayaks. Uh, reach out to the shop and we can help arrange delivery. Yeah. And then if you guys saw, we're going to do another Revo giveaway tonight. We're kind of, I was kind of off schedule around. We got some extra codes stacked up. So we need to do oh, that as the, as the year winds okay. down. Uh, so we're doing a Revo giveaway tonight. Revo sunglasses here for the fall. So to win that, you guys know the deal. It's just like and share on Facebook. Make sure you like and share our page and Revo's. And then on YouTube, Twitch, wherever else, just like and then comment where you're watching from. 
and there you go. You'll be entered to win the Revos at the end. Fantastic. So, yeah, good stuff. And then, of course, the rest of our sponsors, ProGuide Lithium, best batteries in the nation, Bangtail Whiskey. I'm going to get a hold of some of that next week. I'm going to the beach run, heading down to, okay. to Florida. All right, all right. We'll uh, Revo, Z-Man, Gill, of course, some of our giveaway partners. So, yeah, appreciate all our sponsors. show wouldn't be what it is without them. Uh, it's a lot of makes it a lot of fun because we love giving back to the folks that watch and we love seeing people complain about getting slow rolled at the end when we <laughs> also yeah. mildly satisfying yeah mildly satisfying um let's see the two hot topics of the week from the group page have to be the tip jar and live scope <laughs> live scope live scope just nationwide i mean it's all of a sudden like the argument is flared back up after that last elite series event uh the live scope talk is is rampant which one we want to talk about first uh, we can go with the live scope since it's last off the tongue here. I don't know how you argue it. How do you, how do you say enough is enough technology? Yeah. And why would you? Right. What are your my, thoughts? My thing is it's, it's the hypocrisy of the whole thing. That's kind of maddening to me because there are limits on a lot of technology or tools. They call live scope a tool. Like you can't use a small boat with a 90 horse. If you're that kind of guy, you can't use a net and probe you know some pro tournaments anyway uh, can't jump berms you can't you can't do certain things that your 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 tools your boat whatever could do but yet this is allowed the the biggest deal is a like a rigs banned and if you read that little article that i shared on that group page last week just kind of poking the bear a little bit on it the actual quote from the organization of why they banned it that's if anything is is hypocritical is that article compared to what livescope does it doesn't make any sense. And then here the A-Rig still sits banned. So I think I don't think it's the actual piece of tech. It's the that's allowed and all this other stuff isn't maybe is what's so upsetting to people. I can see that. I think I mean, you know, I don't think you should ban specific lures and stuff either. I think that's kind yeah. of ludicrous. Like as long as it's not live bait or dynamite, you know, go fishing yeah. with it, see what happens. Yeah. People in the comments talking about the viewership. Mm. Obviously on the kayak side, that is not a big deal. But for the elites and MLF, that that can be a, a reckoning that they may come to. I don't know what the number, if it's impacted viewership at all. I, I have no idea if it has. Well, I mean, think about the sponsor dollars too. Those electronics companies that are affiliated with said organizations, are they going to pull back on, you know, supporting that if they ban something like LiveScope? Yeah, I listened to uh, BTL, uh, Bass Talk Live mm. last week. Mark Jeffries, the, the founder of that, is no longer on there. But he came on to talk about this with Matt Pangrak. And his opinion was the first org to step up and ban it and replace those sponsor dollars with something else and say, hey, we're taking a stand. We'll actually get the leg up. I don't know if I agree with that or not, but that was an interesting take. I mean, I think you'll definitely pull that first wave of crowd support by doing that for sure. Yeah. So for kayaks, people in the comments talking about kayaks, I don't think it makes a hill of beans difference. Nothing that's banned on the elites, I don't think, is banned in kayaks other than jumping berms which you really can't, you could drag over a burn. I don't think you could jump one. So yeah, I don't think it plays. So what about the tip jar, man? What did you think about that? That got out of hand quick. That thing escalated over. I there figured too. it would. I mean, uh, <laughs> I, I did think about the tip jar. Uh, we had an open bar at this, uh, at this country music fest that we went to. And every time I looked the free bartender in the eyes and hit no tip, I thought, I thought of the tip jar on Tourney X. So, I thought it was funny. It made me feel good. Yeah, I thought it was funny. I didn't think it was a big deal, but man, uh, James Snyder out there in California got upset and hurt by the whole thing. Uh, I don't think we were necessarily 
calling him out for doing that. I mean, that wasn't the plan anyway. But I, I, I just thought it was a, wasn't a name or anything. Yeah, I, I just thought it was a funny deal. <laughs> Let me make it clear. I think that TDEs, we've all said this many times, should be compensated well and make whatever they can from these tournaments. It's a lot of work. No problem yeah. at all. I just thought that the tip thing was kind of funny and weird. And some people brought up some some possible bad scenarios that could go to because you can see who tips on the front end. Before yeah. the tournament, I, I just that I, I think that's a terrible format. That's a terrible way to set it up. I don't care if it's the anglers that voted on it or you know the priesthood or whoever that got involved and said it's going to be this way. I think that's a bad format. If you can tip your tournament director that's <laughs> running the show or not tip him before the tournament, that is a that's a bad look. I, I don't think I don't think you should you should roll that you know pass the hat around at the end of the season if you want to buy him something or a gift card or, or give him cash whatever but not before a tournament don't don't put out the the yes or no checkbox on are you tipping extra yeah like i said a lot of them they were arguing about you know you want them to see that x person tipped and one did before they judge and i know all tournament directors don't judge but some do i don't think anybody would do anything shady but it just opens the door to them thinking it could be like, oh, I didn't tip, and now I got a quarter-inch deduction. Here we go. Here we go. You know? That being said, if you want to be put in for the Revo giveaway tonight, we have a virtual tip jar available on Kayak Bass Nation. Please don't forget to donate to be entered for, <laughs> for the giveaway. So, Ryan, as a joke, <laughs> as a joke, look, you're, you're not going to believe this, but I was going to share this. I'm going to share it now just because you brought that up. I love it. I made this to share as part of this joke. See, that is great, a virtual great minds, tip jar. Great minds think alike. That, that is a virtual tip jar. Yeah, that is. A, I didn't share it because I didn't want to upset anybody any further. But there it is. I can share the link if y'all want. You can tip us tonight. Oh my gosh! All yeah. right, virtual tip jar. So. All right, we've done our our fair amount of bullshit, and let's bring our guests on. <laughs> All right, are they still here? Relevant. Yeah, they're still here. Okay, <laughs> we're good. Yep. Uh, welcome, <laughs> there they are. welcome, boys. Howdy. What's up, fellas? I need a tip jar too, a photographer tip jar. Yeah, get with me afterwards. I, think... I can set you one up. <laughs> right, Shane? I'll split it with you, Mark. And there you go. Y'all just put a little paint can on the front deck of the boat, and people can flip quarters in it when you're you trolling by. Oh yeah, making y'all famous one one at a time. <laughs> hey, we don't we we don't need to go. Well, I guess we can go down this route first. But why in like youth sports when you go to like a youth sports thing? The photographers and videographers, they have this whole, they'll give you a card with a deal on it where you can go to the link and buy all these photos from the event. Why don't you guys do that? Are you allowed to do that? Or are you just under contract with the, with the orders? You can't do that. Go ahead, Mark. Uh, I think, yeah. <laughs> can yeah, we under we the table pay, do it? Come we on, get Mark. paid enough to cover all that. And the money sucks when it comes <laughs> to that kind of stuff. Nobody wants to buy it. They want to steal it. They screen capture it. And then they don't give you credit for it. And it's like, it ain't worth the hassle. Be honest with you, I screen captured one of y'all's to make the thumbnail tonight. So, <laughs> <laughs> so that is a good point. Uh, you know, when when you guys are fishing these tournaments, these bigger tournaments, or I mean, any any of our national trails, uh, they now they're putting out content all the time. You can go to that website and you can you know grab the photo. Sometimes you may not know who the photographer is. Completely understand that. You know, I get it. But you know, when you when you take one of these photos at least tag whoever it is at least the organization if you don't know who the specific photographer is but try to give credit on where this came from because believe it or not there's somebody that's making a living on the other side that's doing that so that's just going to help them at least get their their name out there putting out work really 
Yeah, when, when the whole the whole you know debacle with MLF happened, I think part of it was because you know the anglers just wasn't getting the exposure that they they wanted, and they weren't able to give back to their to their sponsorship guys, just giving them all that money throughout the year. And that's one thing that Bassmaster has done is made to where those anglers have access to good quality images that you know their sponsors can use as long as they tag us, you know, the photographer and, and Bassmaster. Now they can't use them for a catalog, mm-hmm. you know, but they can use them for social. What about you, Mark? How do you feel about having your work stolen? Yeah. Uh, I mean, <laughs> not in Texas. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't mess with Texas, right? Yeah. No, I don't mind. It's just, I think it's 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 all good. It's it's up there on the Bassmaster website. If y'all guys want to download it from there, that's go ahead, you know. So but keep an eye out for these two guys because they're usually around, you know, at board check before the tournament or in a hotel room lobby or whatever. Keep an eye out for them. That way, you kind of know who you got to uh, who you got to thank Watch later. Out for. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Let, let me share this story with you. So, I shot a, a picture of, of an angler that had been struck by lightning twice, not once, but twice. And the photo I had taken was at the classic two years ago. He was on the deck of his boat rigging tackle, and we had a major th- thunderstorm roll through. And it just so happened the Weather Channel was there. The Weather Channel. Let's make sure who that was. And so, I've got this photo of lightning coming out of this guy's back and it's streaming across the sky. And uh, maybe a month later, I get a, an email um, from my mom. She says, Oh, my friend says she loved your photos on the weather channel. And I go, what photos? You know, the ones with the lightning coming out of the guy's back. It was so cool. Is that and, it? No, that's not it. That's pretty <laughs> there different. It is. Different one. Hey, man, you're on it. Yeah. Yeah, man. And so they here. use that in a, a presentation i think it was like a 30 minute show about people being struck by lightning <laughs> and I'm like are you kidding me so i just sent them invoice and within five minutes i got a phone call back and i said dude how long have you been producing tv he said 12 years i said where'd you get the photo well the anger sent it to me said we could use it i said so you've been producing tv for 12 years and you've got a photo with lightning come out of the guy's back and it's about someone being struck by lightning and you thought it was okay to use that yeah, they paid the invoice, so there we go. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Got paid. So, Mark, tell us a little bit of background on you. How did you get started on the photography side? But more importantly, uh, you know, I've known you for several years now uh, from the kayak fishing content side. Give us a little background on you for those that don't know the worm. Yeah, man. So, uh, kind of started in software business, you know, like everyone else. Got to make a living somehow. Cause we all know Shank. I mean, Shank could protest to this, you know, he's all like, he's a professional photographer, you know? I mean, I, I think I know Shane from what? 2018 Hobie, right? Was it the 2018? Yeah, I think so. Uh, yeah. 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 That's when we first met. Anyway, I started a software business and then um, about 2018, that's when the uh, company decided to move their headquarters to, uh, to Mexico. And around that time, I was like, you know what? I'm just tired of being behind a, a desk all day. So I want to, you know, do something outdoorsy. And I was kayak fishing and picked up the camera. And, of course, I've been, you know, I've been filming here and there uh, about four or five years before then. And uh, and it picked up from there, you know. Uh, I started with ACK, if anyone remembers ACK. The goat um, trail. That was the original yeah. trail. Yeah, the Cats Trail. So I was filming their uh, tournaments and mostly just filming. wasn't even uh, photography. So 
And then I say around that time, everyone knows uh, Cody Prather. He started the uh, he start or he he took over the uh, tournament direct or the uh, tournament uh, champions. Yeah. And he said, "Hey man, I need a photographer out here, you know. And if you want to do some filming, go ahead and do that too at, at the same time." So all that kind of just rolled in together, and you know, it just kind of took off around twenty, you know, about twenty eighteen or so, and. I've been doing it since then, and and uh, I got a phone call around. Well, I guess when was the first kayak tournament for Bassmaster? I guess what, 2014, 16, Lake Fork or something. And 2014. Uh, was it? No. God dang. See, Mark, Mark's, Mark's got that wrong calendar up. <laughs> yeah. Kobe was threw him out of whack. Yeah. Pandemic didn't do it. Kobe well, he was a decade of... ahead of the game. Yeah, I, I, I'm telling y'all guys, if y'all know, once you get to know me, I forget names and dates and everything. I think too many times hit in the head in football or something. But no. anyway, but so tournament champions happen around. And then uh, Bassmaster, I got Dwayne Wally calls me up and say, hey, man, then, uh, Bassmaster needs a photographer for for um, for bass uh, for, for kayak. And so I was like, yeah, let's do it. So I showed up over at Lake Fork, and then that's how I kind of got into Bassmaster stuff so and 2019 we're getting some answers we're now. close <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> sorry about that uh, yeah so other than that yeah i've just been doing that since uh i guess you know since i quit my software um job around 20 i guess 2017 i guess 2016 so been been doing it since Amazing stuff. I know. I know. I met you back there at Cody's TOC, Mark. Yeah. And you, you kind of been making your name ever since. So we appreciate what you've done within kayak fishing. I think Ryan said it as we came on photographers, videographers behind the scenes, they're kind of underappreciated. And you guys don't even push yourself out because I went looking for a picture to try to make the thumbnail of either one of you. And you don't take pictures of yourselves. You're taking pictures of everybody else. So you know why? Because yeah. all the photos that someone else takes, they're all bl blurry. Every one of them. They might have a point there. Yeah. Jay, yeah. I'm I mean, a I, bunch of I'm trash anglers out there. Yeah. I'm the shy guy. Like, I hate telling someone what to do. You know what I mean? Like, and Shane might might be the opposite guy he probably likes to tell people what to do, do. <laughs> yeah I, yeah i just i'm more of a event kind of guy a photographer i actually do a lot of real estate photography right now so that's what's been keeping me really afloat right now so and shane i i met you at the toc in knoxville when i was fishing shane williams truck keys out of an elevator shaft <laughs> Oh, uh, after after a couple Chardonnays there. <laughs> so, give us some background on yourself because I feel like that's probably not your first time taking pictures of a fishing tournament. It was my first time taking photos of someone getting keys out of the elevator shaft. That's for sure. <laughs> I try, <laughs> and I was very impressed that you guys retrieved those in less than five minutes. That was extremely impressive. Oh, yeah. We're pros, man. Um, well, I grew up, you know, down here. You follow Alabama. And uh, me and my dad started a barbecue place called Phil's Barbecue, and we ran that for a while in the restaurant business. If you don't want to work, you know, 36 hours a day and eight days a week, restaurant business is not for me or for you. And um, I was just told my dad that, look, I, I really want to want to do photography. And he's like, I don't know if you're going to be able to make a living doing that. And he was right for, for a long time. Um, but I started in fashion. I went to, you know, I moved to downtown Atlanta. Maybe you can imagine a redneck country boy from Alabama where there's one red light 
you know, moving to a big city, it was, it was quite, quite different. And I got street smarts, you know, quick. I learned that don't park your car on the street where you see glass piled up, you know, that kind of stuff. I learned real fast. <laughs> don't go to Atlanta. Uh, but I, <laughs> but I, I, I searched out who, who is the best fashion photographers in this area. And so I, I was a photo assistant for some of the biggest names, David Rams, Lou Freeman, Troy Ploda. And then I started getting assisting jobs from other photographers coming from LA and New York and Miami. And, um, I learned a lot about shooting people and that kind of stuff. So, what? Uh, and then 2008, <laughs> yeah, I know, right. <laughs> and then 2008 happened. The recession hit hard and I starved to death and I took a photo of a storm coming through Atlanta. A tornado was nominated for a Pulitzer prize. And that really kind of got me back on the map. And, and at that point I decided after the third guy, in my building got shot in a year. I decided, okay, if I'm going to head back into the outdoors, I'm going to move to Lake Lanier and, and settle down and get married and, and fish as much as I can and, um, and stay the heck out of downtown Atlanta. So how did you make the transition going from like fashion and, and Hooters calendar shoots over to, <laughs> to shooting out of shape, ugly ass bass fishermen? Well, <laughs> at what point does your career make that turn? We're like, all right, these chicks in bikinis is ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, my, my, wife, Billy Bob? my wife was a Hooters girl, and she says I went from well, ass to ass. Subtle flex there, Ryan. <laughs> subtle flex. I was setting him up for that, Jay. I was setting him up for that. I teed him up. Yeah, I like the flex. But anyway, go ahead. But, you know, you got to think fashion is fashion. I mean, it's not – you know, you think about fashion, we think about New York, you know, and the runway. Mm -hmm. and But, you know, when it comes to shooting outdoor lifestyle, it's all the same. And the competition was very low. Like every single uh, photographer, you know, wants to shoot, you know, beautiful women in, in fashion industry. And um, there's beautiful people in every industry, you know, but I learned so much from those top end photographers. I just wanted to carry that over in the outdoors. So the first client I landed was Under Armour and then Frog Tog and then Hook. And then it's kind of snowball from there because it's, you know, the stuff I learned by, you know, running the streets in New York and Miami and LA with these guys taught me a lot about lighting and, I think that's something that it lacks, and especially in the outdoor industry. Who is the most beautiful person you photographed in the fishing world, and why is it Bob Baylor? <laughs> I wish he knew. I wish he knew who Bob Baylor was, <laughs> and that would really hit home. It's okay. Sorry, you're going I tried, to. Right. But you know these Bassmaster anglers—they're like NASCAR drivers. It doesn't matter what they look like; they all have beautiful wives. It seems like. So I guess <laughs> there you go. Shout out! Right. Shout out to the bass wives. <laughs> yeah the bass wives that's cool that uh, sounds like a tv show like atlanta housewives but the desperate, bass, bass, desperate wives. bass wives it probably could be and you know our idea for getting kayak fishing some more public publicity is a reality show of behind the scenes of some sort i don't know if the wives would be a good one but live streaming is never going to happen for us i don't think but we could probably do some sort of reality show don't you think Ryan? i do i was trying to find this picture i took of shane taking pictures but i couldn't find it so it's probably blurry <laughs> it's not blurry because i know <laughs> what i'm doing good. He has, a, he has an iPhone. Definitely blurry. Definitely blurry. <laughs> oh, my blurry. gosh. Whatever. I don't have green text. That's fair. Sorry. I apologize. Uh, we got some questions stacking up. We'll get to those here in just a little bit. Um, which way do we want to go with this, Ryan? You want to talk about some do's and don'ts of uh, folks on the water when they run into I these do. Holes? Yeah, I do. Okay. Yeah. I do want to talk about do's and don'ts. Good. Do's and don'ts. It's going to be really good. Yeah. Really. I hope all my Bass Bastard guys are listening. <laughs> <laughs> Mark, Mark, give us your top five or as many as you can come up with. I don't know what's a good number for you. I feel like we got to stagger this for Texas. Probably top number one. one. 
the number one is whenever a boat shows up to your area, don't give us that death look. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like, are you it's showing like, up on top of the fish or are you showing up like somewhere well, appropriate? I mean, dude, I try to tell the, uh, so I don't know if y'all know. So how Bassmaster works is they hire our boat uh, drivers. So, yeah. and I tell the boat drivers, Hey, when we go up on these guys, you know, give them distance. At least I tell them at least a hundred yards or more, you know, turn yeah. off the main, you know, turn off the main motor and then just troll up there. Or, and, and if I know someone, you know, usually I could tell who I'm coming up with, you know, coming up on. And, uh, and I, you know, if I don't know the guy, I was like, all right, just kind of creep up on there. And then by the time we get up on someone, I don't really know, or if, if, you know, I don't recognize a guy, he looks at me and he'd be like, who the fuck are you? You know? Oh, can we play? <laughs> yeah, okay. and that, we can't it's rewind okay. it. Yeah. So now for Shane, it might be different because I mean they're all elites and whatnot. But with with the yeah, I mean I've done Nation too. I've done some Bass Nation guys, and they kind of do the same thing. You know, they they kind of just look at you like, who who's this guy getting on my fish? You know? But at the same time, it's like just kind of look for a little bit. You know, kind of smile and then just like. All right, it's a camera boat, you know. So I think that's <laughs> the number a, one see thing. See if they get a pistol yeah. out or not. If you should get yeah. closer. Yeah, but I mean, I, I get it, man. I mean, you're probably on fish, and you're probably working the whole area, and you're just thinking, "Hey, here comes this bass boat coming up on my fish," you know. So, Every time Mark rolls up on me, Ryan, he just gets real close and just starts talking about everything because he knows I ain't on fish. He just, yeah. he just <laughs> they pulled up on me at PK, and the boat driver's like. Hey, there's some fish right out of here on my side scan. I was like, hell yeah, brother. <laughs> unsolicited. Hold on a that's minute. Let me reel un- in. That's unsolicited information, right? All right. Yeah. Oh, For the most part, you know, I tell the I tell the boat drivers, I like, hey, give them some room. You know, they I, I know once I get up on someone and I go, and if I recognize them right away, you know, it's usually just hey Ryan, what are you doing? You know, or or hey Jeff, it's me, Mark, you know. So it's like all we, good. Like we hadn't recognized you from a mile away coming down the river. Well, yeah, I know I'm in a different boat every time I'm in a tournament. So it's not like you could notice the boat right away. So Shane, what about you? What are some, what are some pro tips as you're rolling up on anglers? Uh, is that, is if I'm a observer or. If you're working, if you're out there working, what can an angler do to make your job better other than catch a fish? Uh, when keeping me a long ways away. And there's a couple guys, you know, I, I don't have a 300 millimeter yet. Maybe Mark, you do. Um, but you know, when you go, I like, do the Northern swing. We just got back from the St. Lawrence and, and, uh, Champlain and, and, um, St. Clair. And dude, you know, with live scope now, you, you don't know where the fish are. You know, before I don't ever run, you know, sonar on the boat that I'm in because it could mess up the anglers if we get too close. Mm-hmm. But I do always run mapping because I can see the point, the hump or where they're fishing. And with, Forward-facing sonar, dude. I mean, you know, just like Fujita down at Seminole, he's fishing in an open cove, no standing structure, no rock piles, no brush piles, just open water. And so it's hard now because of that for me to get the distance I need to get quality photos. Um, and, you know, some of the guys that know me, they, they know I'm a fisherman. They know I respect their space, and they know that I kind of know what I'm doing. Um and so getting close enough is kind of a hard thing and, and shooting into their back. I mean, nobody wants to see a thousand photos of Patrick Walters short shorts from the backside. <laughs> we want to see... Patrick, I love you, buddy. 
you want to see their face, you know, you want to see their emotions and that kind of thing. And it's, it's tough. Sometimes I jump out on the bank. Um, sometimes that's not a good idea. Mark, you know, this from, from Lake Fork, I, I was like, Hey, I'm just going to jump out on this little Island and run up the bank and shoot Seth fighter. Bro. I took five steps and there was a snake the size of my leg. That, <laughs> and it just kind of moved off and it didn't look poisonous. So I took another 10 steps and then there was another snake. And I, I called my boat driver. I was like, dude, bro, you need to come get me right now. Like, like come get me up on the bank and carry me like, you know, over your shoulder because there's so many snakes on this island. But being able to get those cool low angle shots and stuff, sometimes we have to do things that we shouldn't do. Get on people's private docks, we get yelled at sometimes. But you know, we put bodily injury and in, in the sometimes out there <laughs> chance some things. That's probably my biggest thing is being able to get close to these guys. What What are some of the the don'ts as if, if you're out there trying to photo anglers, what, what's a shame? What's something you don't want them doing or that you, some bad habits you see them pull when the camera boat pulls up, stick the rod between their legs when they're doing something that looks like they have a big rod. <laughs> coming, you know what I'm that's, that's never good for photos. Um, not having their Jersey on, you know, because we're there to create content for them and their sponsors. And, you know, we want them to get the maximum exposure we can for those photos, not having the Jersey. And then other than our guy, our guys we've got in the Bassmaster Elites are so respectful and so, you know, to, to giving to me, you know, uh, like Swindle, he'll just randomly cast right at me. I say he has a backlash. He'll just cast right at me because he knows that's a winning shot right there. And so they, they do those things that really helps us out big time because they know that content, the good content is hard to come by. So talk about that for a second. Uh, you know, that's a great tip for, for anglers, especially in these bigger tournaments where you know that your, your photos are likely to be used on the website or on identifiers later, or, you know, or for, even for the and marketing. Yeah. yeah. Like what are some of the best shots that you guys have taken? And Shane, I know you had a lot, uh, when we were, you know, we were bouncing around out there in Knoxville, but like backlit shots, those early morning sunrise, uh, you know, think about stuff like that, dipping your reel in the water, stuff that you would tell somebody on a photo shoot that might, you know, might just help you out a little bit on, on your tournament day hero shots. Arch your back towards the lightning. <laughs> <laughs> if I pull up, Jeff, and see you out there with your back arched on the old town, I'm, I'm leaving, brother. I'm, <laughs> I, to, I told I'm you those gone. playboy days was going to come in handy. <laughs> I'm gone. Goodness gracious. Um, I was just trying to think, you know, the, the other thing, too, is if you catch a small fish, release it on our side of the boat. You know, maybe we're not catching a lot of fish that day. We don't get a lot of sometimes opportunities. But, you know, really, if you're culling, you know, throw that fish on our side of the boat. Um, I say landing a fish on our side. That's the biggest thing. <laughs> Dang. Ah, That's definitely I mean, what guys, I'm concerned with when I've got a fish well, off I mean, in the tournament. Oh, shit, where's Mark at? <laughs> I know you're trying to catch fish and all, but, I mean. I'm trying to take pictures. Fish, just a little movement on the left. You know, <laughs> Let me see if I can get this one to the back left corner here for Mark. Let's <laughs> <laughs> put him on a donkey leash till Mark shows up. We'll just yeah. wait. I know y'all laugh about that, but listen, Chris Aldane. Joey Cifuentes, listen, Joey pulled a five-pound smallmouth up on my side of the boat intentionally on the last day when he won, and it wasn't that fish, but the next one he pulled up did the same thing, four-and-a-half-pounder, and, you know, my, my camera shoots 20 or 12 frames a second. The new one's 20, but I happened to hold it down at the right time, and that four-pounder jumped in his lap into the boat, and that's probably one of the best shots I've gotten all year. I do not recommend anglers 
pushing a fish. Lee Livesey pulled a nine pounder up on my side of the boat at Fork. I don't ask for it. If you do it, I love you to forever and I appreciate <laughs> it. But man, I ain't gonna be the one responsible for that fish coming off. <laughs> yeah, that's how you get the death stare, Mark. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm just saying, I mean, you know you're on fish, you're catching fish. And then all of a sudden you're, you're hooking up on a fish and then you land it all to your back on my, you know, your back against <laughs> me and everything. It's like, come on guys, you know, it's like, it's a just a little help here. Or, listen, you know? if you have, if you have 25 pounds of, of fish in the boat and you've yeah. got a two pounder on that's not going to help you, let it jump. Yeah, you, that, you know, and, and those guys that do that for me, there's, a, there's some that don't, I ain't going to say any yeah. names, but, but when you do, we really appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Okay. You got that. So when Mark rolls up on you, I'll make sure you play that fish out. You get that son of a gun over to the thing. Over to that What side. about what about when you get snagged on a stump or a rock? Ooh. Y'all like that? Y'all like that good oh, lean yeah. into I, it, hook I, set, get I'm, re- I'm already focused and ready for y'all for the hook set. So if I'm there with y'all. Just let her eat, I'm, baby. Yeah. I just I, I got a couple of shots of hook sets of guys, you know, hooking up on nothing you know what i mean <laughs> and i and i you know i'll put you know i, I publish it you know it, it looks cool and all but you know you can't really tell if there's a fish on it or not so. yeah wesley, said, you know, wesley said mark said do it for the gram our, our yeah. analytics chief wesley Gray. Uh, so yeah yeah i agree with her <laughs> that's all thanks thanks wesley. do it for the gram oh my gosh well all right, that's enough for tonight. We'll see y'all next time. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> you know, so we're on a kayak fishing podcast, and I wanted to mention the first – Mark mentioned that first kayak tournament that Bassmaster had. Uh, Logan Martin, is that the name of the lake, Ryan, over your way? Logan Martin. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the coolest things one of the Bassmaster media guys did, and I don't remember his name, but he came in in that big meeting that we had, and everybody was pumped up. It was the first tournament. And he had – it wasn't a seminar, but he gave a talk about things – anglers can do kayak anglers now the bassmaster was getting into this game and he was he recommended put your names on your boat thing things that shane that you see with the, the elites obviously their stuff's wrapped they got their jersey you know we have to wear pfds all the time so our jersey might be obstructed so what are some things you guys could recommend to be more i guess photogenic is the word or just be have your brand more pushed out there in a kayak as you guys get out and take photos of them art is that me <laughs> yeah, you, you don't want to. Am I taking this one? I what would you like shame. to see, Mark? A flag? Uh, yeah, banner. I think names. Yeah, definitely names. And then, uh, hey, if you got a cap, I mean, number, you know, the cap's going to show your your sponsor. If you got a sponsor cap, you know, wear that. Uh, you know, just I'll say, yeah, just just be friendly to the camera. <laughs> you know, I mean, when we roll up on you, you know, so. Uh, yeah, I think the uh, the name on the side of the kayak will help. You know, definitely. I mean, what do you think, think Shane. How can we better market ourselves? Well, I think you know that bass fishing is changing so drastically and, and fast. Now you've got to be a really good businessman, business person, um, to be able to stay in in competition because of how costly things are. Maybe not with the kayak stuff as far because you know the fuel and all that with the bass boat, but. You know, you've got to be a really good business person these days and have a YouTube channel, have a good social following. Branding is it, man. You can have a kid that, you know, like Kyle Welcher, he he came out of nowhere from Alabama. I think this is what his second or third year. And 
um, he has branded himself extremely well. And those guys that are really good fishermen that don't know how to do that, or some of them, it seems like they don't care. Um, you know, they're going to struggle because, you know, we're going to end this recession and inflation's high. There's not going to be many sponsorship dollars for next year. And you better be on your game for business to be able to get that money coming in so you can afford to fish the trail. I think that's something that we see a lot on the kayak side specifically is we have some really great anglers and some that are just insanely consistent at cash and checks on the big stages. And I don't know if they don't care or don't want to care or what, but like the branding and marketing piece just doesn't apply. It's like, you know, I can win 25 or 30 grand kayak fishing this year. I'm fine. You could be making a hundred grand if you knew what you were doing with marketing. Like if just put the effort in on the marketing side, like you've got, obviously you've got the fishing talent, but I feel like there's a lot left on the table. And I think until there's a, a bigger pool of people on that side of it, it, you know, it's not attracting as much sponsor attention. Yeah. I think, uh, for the, so, so um, with Bassmaster, I do all the interviews and everything that goes on with Bassmaster on the kayak side. And whenever I interview kayak anglers, you know, some of the times whenever I try to ask them questions about a lake, you know, like, how's the weather? They're like, oh, it's sun and bright, you know, <laughs> or, <laughs> you know, elaborate on that. You know what I mean? Like, it's weird. It. Yeah. So, <laughs> and some of the season guys, they, they get it. You know what I mean? But if you really want to make in this, you know, in this industry and make your name out of yourself, you know, uh, I think it has to, a lot of it has to do with personality and just like what they know, you know, what people, you know, know what the, what they're going to say and, you know, just be good in front of the camera. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. public speaking, man, it's a real thing. Whether you went yeah, in a check and talking, I mean, interviewing. Behind, yeah. yeah, that's why I'm behind the camera because you, you can see how I'm just struggling here. So. <laughs> I mean, it's different when a camera's on too. That's something that I can, I can, you know, encourage anybody to, if you do want to get better at that kind of thing, turn a camera on, even if it's just your cell phone, record yourself, just knowing that it's recording, it's going to help work your nerves out and you can hear how dumb you sound afterwards. So that'll help, (laughs) you know, corrective. You know, Ryan, coming soon is the Halloween call-in show. It'd be a great time to practice calling in and talking in front of a camera. (laughs) Exactly. I'm sure Jay Fish will show up among others that night. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Cody, teach me how to teach me how to learn. That's old bull riding boy. He don't know anything about yeah. this. <laughs> uh, we've got some questions. We will get some of those before we we go any further. I want to run out of time and, and not get some of these. This is from YouTube. Getting technical on the camera side. Expediter guy on YouTube says, "What are each of these guys' camera of choice, body and lens?" I'm a Nikon, <laughs> and Shane's probably a. Canada, last time I talked to him. Oh, that's good. See, we got two perspectives. So, what's your setup, Mark? It, it's basically Ford and Chevy. You know what I mean? It's like I was gonna say the same thing. You stole my line. Yeah, and then I shoot yeah. a I shoot a Sony. I'm out here in a Lamborghini. Y'all over here racing with Fords <laughs> and Chevys. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I guess Lambert's in the Lamborghini. I'm in the in the Chevy. You know, the Nikon, and then the I don't know. The Canon's a Ford. You know, so. <laughs> But, uh, he said that with some hate. You said afford. Afford, yeah. He said the upward again. Yeah. No, what? <laughs> <laughs> oh. So I went to mirrorless. So Nikon finally made a mirrorless, and that's what I went with is a mirrorless Nikon 6. And 
and I've been using it. And now I want the the six, you know, the the the, the, the flagship is a six nine. So, but I'm been using a six yeah. and the six uh, the six two right now. So that's what I'm using. What lenses are you shooting with, Mark? Uh, two. Uh, so, so on the morning time, I usually shoot the seventy two hundred. And then, yeah, 7,200. And then during the day, I usually shoot with the uh, 200, 500, uh, five, six. So, and which is, yeah, the, I need that extra lean, especially with kayak anglers. But then I do use the drone a lot to go search for y'all guys because sometimes my boat driver's like, these guys are way too shallow for me. I don't want to go that shallow. <laughs> you know, I was like, I was like oh. with Chickamauga, I think I was. I can't remember who I was looking for. I was looking for someone. I told the guy, and the guy's like, "Oh, the water's so low. The water's so low. I don't know. I don't know if we can get there. I don't know. Oh, I think it was uh, actually Drew. I think it was Drew we were trying to get to. And uh, so I was like, you know what? Let me just pull the drone up. Let me go see if I could find him. And yeah, I couldn't find him. For the most part, I usually find someone, but yeah, I couldn't find Drew. So. <laughs> Oh, that, I'm just going to laugh, Ryan. That's all I'm going to do. Um, Shane, what about your setup? Uh, so, and, and listen, I think that new Nikon mirrorless is a bad machine, dude. That thing, I've seen what it puts out, and it's an incredible camera. Um, yeah. I shoot with the Canon uh, 5D Mark IV, um, the Canon 1DX. Um, sorry, my dog is, like, coming over here. <laughs> Look at the right. uh, The Canon 1DX, and then I have the Canon uh, R5. I just picked up mirrorless. Um, this pretty incredible. Uh, then when you I, go mirrorless, I, I mean, I was yeah, I I love the you know the old school shutter and everything, but yeah, I've been telling you, Mark. I've been telling you, you'll, you'll <laughs> overshoot very quickly if you're not careful. Yeah. Oh, dude. Yeah. Well, thirty frames per second. Yeah. <laughs> it's like uh, you know, what I mean, it's like it's so fast, and then I got like uh, two thousand photos to go through. You have a movie. Yeah. So if you had to if you had to pick two lenses, Shane, to shoot a tournament with, what what focal lengths are you using here? Sixteen to thirty-five, two eight. And all people's gonna be like, oh my god, that's how are you gonna do that with such a short lens? Well, um where I use that lens a lot is if we're in say we're at Okeechobee or we're in an area where we can get really close to the angler, then I zoom that sixteen all the way out to sixteen, get in as tight as I can. As, as far as they'll let me and shoot super wide, super close. And then it, it kind of, nobody wants to see photos of the same focal length all day right. long. A guy flipping yeah. up fish in the boat, guy casting, a guy doing whatever with the same crop, I guess. And so I like to shoot wide and then I like to shoot tight. So I'll, I'll shoot the 16 to 35 when I can. And then um, the 7200 to eight is probably the one I use in all, everything I shoot, no matter what I'm shooting, headshots, weddings, you know, whatever it is, um, that 7,200 is my go-to lens. It's got the best glass as well. I think that's the the most useful. If you had, if you could only, in my opinion, if you could only buy one lens, that 70 to 200, 2.8 would be, would be my recommendation. Yeah. yeah. But what do the I know? 7,200 is, oh, it's, it's so nice. But yeah, I'm with Shane, you know, you want to, you definitely want to change up your focal point, you know, um, you know, wide, Close up, mid shots, you know. So, you got some more questions queued up, Jeff. I see some more popping up here. Yeah, I got, I got messages coming on the other side. We got everything's Ooh. happening. Tonight. It's crazy. All yeah. right, over on Facebook, Ryan Van Tyne, 
So you know your worth. How do you negotiate your worth to these organizations that pay you? Is there an industry standard or do you guys just kind of make uh, each deal individually? Great question. Great question. <laughs> Let's get out the W-2s, boys. <laughs> we're going to sort, sort some shit out here tonight. <laughs> do they pay you in Bitcoin or cash? I mean, I'll take Bitcoin all day. Dog quarters. Now, Durant, Shane, Shane's on the crypto market, so don't okay, okay. that now, I, Tell you the truth, guys. I started out with gear man i mean i really did I, I started out with okay i worked with ack so they got me a kayak i start and then i started working with you know some lures you know and then i started working with some some uh reels and rods uh you know i don't work with kistler i don't work with uh spro so you know yeah i was kind of like the pro staff you know for a professional photographer you know at that same point you know what i'm saying so yeah, uh, that's not going to leave it as that. So that's not I mean, happening that, anymore. That's though. a commonplace thing, though. Like, I mean, companies want they for them. It's so much easier to trade whatever right. product it is that they already have instead of actually coming off cash. To pay and I think, money. yeah, for the most part, these companies want to see what you know what you can produce. You know what I mean? Uh, at first, especially if it's your first time working with them. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Shane, so. how do you how did you scale it up? So. Obviously, you know, you've been at this for a while. You've worked with a lot of, of really big companies. Number one, like getting in to the industry, did you start off like doing stuff like that, you know, product deals? And then how do you how do you build your value and really show what you're bringing to the table with these companies to transition from product to cash? Well, I I did and, and have done trade. And I think for someone getting into it, that's not a bad way to go because it's kind of like a test drive. You know, these companies want to test drive and, and see what you can do. And um, recently, me and my wife had a yard sale, and we made $5,300 in that yard sale because of all the trade stuff I have. So if I need it, you know, if I need it, I'll, I'll trade in the beginning uh, to kind of, you know, prove a point or, or prove what we can do. Um, but at some point, you kind of have to cut that loose. And, and yeah. by then, hopefully, the clients respect you and, and want to give you cash because if I could pay my mortgage with fishing lures and then I would never have to pay the payment ever again. Right. But then you have, you have different levels. You have, um, you have your editorial type level and then you have um, things that are starting to deal with marketing and advertising. So you have, I have, I have a completely different rate for say I was shooting for hook or Sitka gear and they want to do a fashion shoot in Utah for three days. That rate is completely different if you want me to come to your Christmas party and shoot your, you know, whatever party for, for social post or whatever. Yeah. So you have to put a value on it. So a photo, you know, that I take at a, at a tournament that's just of some, a cr the crowd, you know, that has a, a, a small value. But if I take a photo of say Iconelli snapping his rod in half over his knee, um, you know, in the heat of the moment, you know, then that has a value. But then when you shoot something that's more of a fashion shot, that a client can use for for not not just social marketing advertising banners then that photo has a value and so it, it people ask well, how, well why do you charge this or why do you charge that it's about the value of what is creating for that client so with with up and coming you know photographers or content creators or whatever what's what's your advice for them on how to value their service and you know, I've talked to both of you guys when I've worked on different projects on, you know, fair market value, basically, because you don't want to go in 
as uh, you know somebody providing a similar service and undercut the shit out of somebody that's you know doing this for a living so like what you know what's your advice on that both of you guys like how how do you come in and kind of you know make sure you're in the ballpark so you're not disrespecting the guys that, that are doing this as a career yeah that kind of goes right with the question ryan van Tyne asked while you were talking Ryan. how do you determine that word? i think i think it's just i think it's where wherever you're at you know what i mean it's like if you're at your beginning of your photography like, you know, stuff yeah you can't expect to get paid for a guy that's been doing it for almost you know 10 years you know what i mean so 20 years, there. 20 years, <laughs> or 20 years, yeah. So, this guy right here, or how should I do this guy right here? <laughs> Mark, you have not disappointed me at all tonight. I want you to know. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know what I mean? So, I, I, I'm not saying I never talked to Shane about how much he gets paid through Bassmaster, and Shane never asked me. So, it's like, I, th- I think each photographer, uh, you know. I think they kind of work, you know, they kind of work them, you know, they, they just know what their value is, you know, at the same time. So, right. And, and the thing too, is that like clients, I think at this point know that if they hire me on a job and, and they have a big budget, they know that what they want in the end, they're going to get that out of it. If you hire someone that went to Best Buy and bought a rebel TI, whatever, and threw a lens on it, then, and they call themselves a photographer, they may not get you know, if you, I mean, if you think about it, an ad shoot could cost fifteen hundred grand. You bring in all your talent, air, you know, the, the, you're flying them out there, rental cars, food, putting them up in, in a hotel or whatever. It, a client is going to spend that kind of money. They want someone that, that they know and they trust is going to you know produce the content they need. So, I think it's that you just have to create that that perception and and get that stuff under your belt and have a good portfolio. Yeah. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Yeah. What do you got next, Jeff? Uh, let's see here. More gear. That's a good talk. question. Good question from Facebook. Mike Wimmer asks, doing all this camera work, holding those cameras, are y'all's backs all jacked up? <laughs> Seeing the yeah. Kairos. Well, my my 200, 500 is a beast. Uh, it, I think it weighs, I want to say just by itself, like close to four or five pounds. So, yeah, just sitting there. And I don't use a monopod. Monopod is the worst thing you can use on a boat. Yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> like, you're moving with the boat. You know what I mean? Like I tried it one time. I was like, no. I was like, screw this. I, I threw it away. I was like, no. So Mark, can you do that motion again? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yes. Yes, he can. <laughs> clip. Got carpal clip. tunnel from it. We'll clip that. Yeah. <laughs> You um, like TikTok, Mark. We're going to the TikTok with that one. <laughs> so the best thing I ever got was uh, was a harness called the, the Cotton Carrier in the South of Canada. I was um, about to mention that actually. <laughs> I went I, and bought one after I saw you with it. I was like, oh, that's it right there. I'm going to give you my discount code, but you know that thing. Um, it takes all the pressure off of your neck, and it was made for horseback riding. And so when I found it, I was like, you know, we're in boats doing 72 to 76 miles per hour. On rough water, this thing is solid, dude. I've never had a camera come off of it. It takes all the pressure off of your back. And now I'm the nerdiest, goofiest looking guy at weigh in because I have this crazy looking thing on. Um, and I've got one, this camouflage. I, I like to wear it when I'm doing weddings to get the questions. But, you know, it, it helps with all that stress and stuff on your neck, you know, big time. 
So having simple stuff like that, like for fishing, shooting fishing stuff, it's not a huge deal. In kayaks, it's a little more handy because you don't want to leave your camera sitting in the floor of the kayak because you're constantly, you know, if you're taking rollers over the bow or if you're in the ocean, you know, you got waves splashing over the side. That cotton carrier, it looks like the old school kind of like pistol harness like the detectives used to wear, but it'll mount over on your shoulder. So it's elevated. It's out of the way. You can still use your you know, arms and hands freely, but it keeps your camera up off the floor of the boat. And you're not having to constantly take it in and out of a dry bag all day. Yeah. Well, I feel a sponsorship coming on here. Free Ooh, plug. Yeah. Free plug, cotton carriers. Look cotton us up. Carrier. We need to come on and do a giveaway. Every time we say something like this. That's we true. Do, That's do very true. Uh, over to YouTube. Bottom line outdoors. He lives in Texas. Shout out to Mark. And I've been, he's been having problems with cameras overheating. And I'm sure you guys, being outdoors all the time, you may have faced that. That's what for, is the fix for this? That's for video. Yeah, that's video. I don't. I never had a problem overheating. Even, even if I did video... So I, when I used to do filming for tournaments, uh, so I still do a little filming for local stuff uh, here in Texas and, you know, like uh, high school trails and stuff like that. And I use a Canon C200 and I never had a problem overheating. So I think that's mostly DSLR stuff. It is. Uh, yeah. So it's when you start shooting 4K on, you know, on a. Um... Yeah. Now, I would never shoot 4K for. Yeah, I was going to say, which for most things is completely pointless. Anybody that buys a 4K camera, you don't need 4K. (laughs) You don't need 4K, yeah. I mean, if you're doing a lifestyle piece or something like that, uh, and Ryan, you know, remember the first time I met you, we did that lifestyle for native. Yeah, and you're the number one native marketer there. R.I.P., bro. (laughs) (laughs) I got dry feet now, baby. Back when the boy had them wet feet. Yeah. So, uh, I was, I was, I can't remember what camera I was using back then. I think I was using geez. Was it Panasonic. It might have been the Panasonic. I think it was a Panasonic. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. The, like a G5 or something like uh, that. That's exactly so, what it was. Yeah. So, <laughs> let's go. We got people reporting in from Twitch from the Florida All right. Keys. All right. Appreciate you, Zarito, over there. We can turn um, the episode off now. We have our one right. Twitch viewer for the night. <laughs> Do either of you know what to call people that watch? Is it a Twitcher? Twitch That's what fan? we've been calling them. Twitchy? We don't know if there's a real term for it or not. Yeah, Twitcher. I don't that know. That sounds yeah. like someone doing drugs or something. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. They're in the we'll keys. Or, down Twitch all, brother. Twitch all. <laughs> down there twitching in the keys. My man's living life. He's all right. Uh, this is a good question from Christian over on Facebook. I have lost fishing gear overboard. Have y'all lost camera gear overboard? Ooh. I almost Dang. lost a drone. I almost Ooh. lost a drone. But as far as lens or camera, no. If you get I the did. Titan Carrier, you can't lose anything. <laughs> Use code Shane Durant. Check it out. Oh, man. <laughs> I did mess up one of my cameras in the rain. That's about it. So I put a drone. I didn't lose the drone. I put it up in the woods shooting <laughs> Jordan Lee. <laughs> We were on Chickamauga, like off in a little side oxbow or whatever. Uh, when they were there fishing an event, we went to film something for Native. And I had the, this awesome shot of him flipping down the bank, but the battery was on like 5%. And I was like, if I get this shot, I'm golden. <laughs> but I'm going to have to crash it into the woods to, <laughs> to get, the, get the card back. So I like get the shot and then just run the drone like straight a bunch of trees up on the side of the mountain. <laughs> Worth it. Didn't lose the drone. What, you're a Native? 
Yeah, used to be back in the okay. back in the good old days. That's before <laughs> that's before we met, Shane. Hey, yeah, our boy before he went to the dark side, Shane. Our, our boy Todd Patrick's in the comments, Ryan. He said he's in Cincinnati, Ohio, looking for the 35 mile range drone. He had to find Drew. So there you go. You got a you got a link for that, Mark? <laughs> no. no. <laughs> well, <laughs> you'll have that on the big jobs, you know. Yeah. Uh, Joe Mack over on YouTube. Is there any temptation to fish the tournaments out there for, you know, taking all these photos? Especially when you're on number one spot taking pictures of people. (laughs) Yeah. Is that frowned upon? Is that frowned upon? I didn't hear that. Is there any temptation to fish the tournaments when you're out there, you know, taking all these photos? (laughs) I say yes all the damn time. (laughs) I want to pick up a rod so much. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. But I keep her professional, you know. I make sure I'm like way on the other side of the lake where no one else is. So let me ask then you, you this. start fishing. Then you start fishing a little bit. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> have you ever caught? Have you guys ever seen the hired boat driver go ahead and slip down there and hit that GPS spot when you're on the good oh, the juice? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dropping them waypoints like he's in TV. Said, so, said, oh yeah. I want to. I want to say something. So these these boat drivers I've been. Most of the time, they never seen a kayak angler. I mean, I mean, they seen a kayak angler, but they never seen a kayak angler tournament like bass, right? And they're like, oh, you know, we run over these kayakers all the damn time, whatever, you know. They Literally kayak. run over us, yeah. That's yeah, great. you know how Good they driver. Are. Yeah, so, <laughs> but at the end of the day, after I get off the wire, they like, man, I learned a lot. I'm like, hell yeah, you do. It's like, I want to tell everyone, it's like, Dude, most of these uh, the bass drivers, I I I say all of us, at least ninety percent of them will say something like that. You know, like, man, that guy is really good. That guy is going to be, you know, you know, if it's either. I've never thought about pissing in the floor of my boat before. <laughs> <laughs> We're here to help, but buddy. For the We're most part, I mean, y'all guys are really like showing these bass boaters, like, hey, what's up? You know what I mean? So. <laughs> So oh, what do you? Cool. That's a good question. I mean, well, oh, good thing. So if you're if you're in the kayak and the wind's blowing thirty miles an hour and you got to take a leak, you just while you're sitting down, you just flip it out. And just, <laughs> might as well, might as well. Yeah, don't even stand up. Just go ahead and piss all over yourself right there. At that point. <laughs> if you're if in it's blowing time, thirty miles an hour, there's nothing good about to happen. <laughs> hey, listen, Swindle has dude whites. Maybe one. Of you, maybe you guys should go after the. What's the, the underwear thing? Hey, shout out to my homie uh, Kyle Fields. He used to be one of my one of the founders of the trail around here. We were on Lake Fork at one of those TOCs, Mark. And you know how the wind gets down there in the fall, right? It gets really bad. Well, he was out there in some of that, and he had to go. And he figured out a trick with the hog trough. He used it as like a gutter system <laughs> going up the side and of the, the boat. And the good news is the hog trough, you can bend all the way around behind yeah. you. <laughs> You can shape it. Get it off the side of the boat. You can shape it out the Can't side. You, Mark? So, so we, I, didn't even, I forgot all about that. So, you know, obviously we had the huge career-ending scandal of the hog trough. Mark is the one that actually documented that live. I completely Dude. forgot that till right now. Thank Damn you, Mark. Mark. Yeah. Did, well, did, did Catch pay you, Mark? Did they pay you for that? I wish. But, you yeah. hadn't got anything? I haven't got no, not even. Do you have Duke Westcamp's email? We're about to send it to you. We're gonna hook this. Shane, up. give him a copy of the invoice. We're gonna weather channel. This whole deal. I think that was like the number one photo for twenty. What, what was that? Twenty twenty or something like that? Twenty nineteen of all. Yeah, that one was I think it was twenty twelve. Like so there was. It was on Fort, correct? The tournament. 
It was on Fork. So there's a tournament on Fork. That was with Hobie. And Kevin Naddad was with me, too, in the boat. And we didn't... Both of us were just looking, and we're just doing our thing. And, you know, it didn't come to mind to us until someone on KBN actually posted it. And when I first saw that photo, I thought it was really Photoshopped at first. (laughs) No, it was not. I was at tight ends... Yeah, I was at tight ends in Plano with Duke Tran, John Allen, and Matt Scotch, and that photo came across, and I was like, "Oh my yeah. god!" And I, <laughs> There's I no way this is real. I thought I said, "No way, that's real," because and then I looked into my original photos, and I saw it, and that's when I knew it was real. I was <laughs> that's like, when I knew I had made history. That was his lightning out the back. Yeah, photos. that was his lightning <laughs> out the back. It's been, it's been pirated, and I was yeah. like, "Yes, I'm getting paid finally. Yes, I'm gonna." You know, I'm gonna make a bid for my name. And he was that. nominated for a Pulitzer because of that photo. <laughs> yeah. I get nothing for it. Yeah, so. revolutionized the sport with that one shutter click right there. You know, yeah, can you can you fill Shane in on what happened there, Ryan? Sort of quick, I, like a quick. Ah, uh, so so you know how you've seen us measure, right? You've seen how we measure the fish with a with a now a catch board. Used to we had a plastic board called a hog trough, and it was fairly flexible. And there was an angler that went to measure his fish rather quickly, and he had it kind of tilted up on the inside of a Hobie Pro Angler, and the board flexed way down, like way down flat against the the board. So there were questions on the intent of flexing the board that way. So once you bend it that much, are you gaining inches or an advantage in measuring that fish? And it just blew blew the internet up. Yeah. And changed all the rules in every tournament series that we fish, and now we all use metal boards that don't bend. But we're such a young sport. I mean, that's that's the whole thing. It's like you know, we're that learning stuff's going to happen. And those boards were trash. Like, there's no. I don't think there's any yeah. defending if the boards were sturdy board. or anything. Yeah, <laughs> they I were think everyone had to replace a board at least once a year or two years or something. So yeah, that's, well, that's how Mark changed the sport of kayak fishing. So I guess that anger was looking for more inches. Is that what you're? Yeah. So whenever you bend, that was it. never proven. <laughs> that was the problem. No, no, nothing ever came down about it. Just we stopped using those boards. That, that's it. I mean, is that, that's a fact, right? Nothing ever was. N- nobody was ever penalized. Next question. Nothing ever happened. <laughs> nothing ever happened other than we can't use those boards anymore. We use metal yep. boards now. That's right. So there you go. It was uh, quite a thread. I'm trying to find it right now, Ryan. I can't believe I can't find a photo of this. Wow. I want. I want to bring the photo up. It's oh, like let it's me been get scrubbed. on it real quick. It's been scrubbed <laughs> from the a, internet. We've had a lot of scandals since then, Jeff. It's buried in the archives. Yeah, yeah, the funny thing ago. is, this is this is what I came up with when I searched it on KBN, which is even funnier. <laughs> oh <my God>. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that was a board. So this is a board that they came up with to replace the hog trough, which was infinitely more garbage than the hog trough ever was. They're like, oh, you want to bend it? Hell, we'll put in two little bendy pieces here. Don't worry. Yeah. Like, all right. Thank you, sir. <laughs> that's, that's all innovation i can find right there yeah, i think the uh, internet bots and the fact checkers have scrubbed that from the internet i can't well, find it it's so. probably better for us on yeah, that probably one. better so there we go wesley well, said do we have any questions left jeff i really feel like this is taking a toll on me <laughs> taking a toll. no i don't think we do ryan i think we've we're all caught up it's been a great night somebody you saw that somebody compared this to the battery episode i did they didn't know, yeah they didn't and know what we try to do 
So we, we always have the winners on of all these big events. We love to talk, you know, fishing tactics and knowledge and all this bullshit. But we try to have like random stuff that ties into the sport like this so people can kind of nerd out and learn, you know, a new hobby or, or whatever. You never know what door you might open with this kind of stuff. So thank you both for coming on tonight. We appreciate it. You got it. You guys are awesome. Appreciate y'all. There we go. Shane Durant's Marks and Narrows, everybody. What a show. But now we've got to do the giveaway right dun, dun, dun. let's do the giveaway and you know what it's going to be it's revos tonight so we're doing hashtag revo for the giveaway. so it's going to be someone on youtube youtube I th- I'm, I'm hanging in there for the twitcher from key west should we do there. just should we do just a twitch giveaway one night for our for our lowly twitcher and itcher down there I'll just send them something it's just the one guy every time i like it though Maybe guy. I, I don't know. Zarito. Are you guy or girl? What are, what are we what are we sorry, talking about? Sorry, Jeff judged you. Sorry. Yeah, I didn't mean to do anything inappropriate. My, my apologies, everyone. What, what a fun show, man. We hit on a lot of fun topics early. Those guys dropped a lot of nuggets for us. So <laughs> good stuff. That both very entertaining, as always. I knew that was gonna be a good one. It's a guy. Zarito's a guy. All right. Zarito 35. Revo, Revo, hashtag Revo. Kai Jackson in the comments. We got everybody in the comments tonight. I love it's it. It's a good one. It's a good one. Up to four. We had, we got around 70, 75 in the live stream. We got 40 entries. I'll give it another minute or two and we'll, we'll pick them up. What you got going the rest of the week, Ryan? You got a big week ahead? Uh, I'm going to go do some PT tomorrow. Hopefully, uh, that lady will tell me what the doctor that I didn't see today couldn't. <laughs> I could take this boot off. Uh, we're not doing anything. We're going on a dove hunt next Monday. And I'm just trying to trying to get the ankle strong enough, get ready for elk season, hopefully. I feel you. I'm going to be out in the yard practicing a little cornhole, trying to up my game. How's that going? I heard you're picking up sponsors and commentary jobs and all kinds of stuff. Yeah, man. The cornhole's really growing. stepping it up. Stepping it up. I got my first stuff. Uh, like Mark, starting off in photography, I got my first product deal for cornhole. Yes. So there we go. Now I got to go win another tournament somewhere. Big tournament this time. All right, so we got hashtag Revo up to 50 entries. Let's pull them. See who gets slow rolled tonight. <laughs> Shane sent a picture of hashtag Revo, so he's entered too. All right. <laughs> here we go. Here we go. I never did play that video clip, Ryan. Do you want me to play that before we get out of here? I don't care. Jennifer Stolberg. You won. You won with a Facebooker. You're a Facebooker and you won. There we go, Jennifer. Well done. Jennifer, shoot us your info, and we will get you your code to redeem your Revos. There we go, man. That was fun. That was a fun show. That was man. a good time, as always. As always. They never yeah. disappoint. All right. Well, we will, what do you uh, say we do it again next week? You want I to? I say we do it again next week. I think okay. we're going to try to have GDP on, talk about his uh, home stretch run in, in kayak fishing, but we'll see. We'll put something There we go. There. You think he's going to, you think he can close it out? We'll see. We'll he's close. He's in the yeah. hunt for sure. Yeah. All right, y'all. Appreciate it, everybody. All right, take it easy. See y'all next week.